Ladies and gents, it's the finale time. Finale for Daredevil Rewind. It's a cold day in Hell's Kitchen, and two familiar voices have come out of the darkness. James Thompson. Well, Mose, I wanted to say a few words, but I don't have any. Oh, my. What about Jason Snell? Mose, what do you think about Hogarth, Thompson, Snell, and Mosalak? I think it's a I mouthful, it. but in a good way. But it's the, that's right. It's a, and, and it's a competitive salary. Mm. Yeah, I think Foggy needs a way better poker face, man. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't do a spit take when he looked at the salary that Jerry Hogarth offered him, but I, I, he almost did. It looked like it. Well, he's already spending money that he doesn't have because it's obvious he's got a brand new haircut. Mm. I was going to say, new haircut. Dress to impress. Haircut to impress. Dress and, for the job yeah. you want. Right. And, and people have jobs that I really wasn't expecting them to have jobs. Like Karen is now, she works for the news. <laughs> Karen's turned her non-journalism background and her not really journalism job into a journalism career somehow. I don't know. I, I, is that, that, is that, that I how it works? It. That's not how it works. That is not a thing. <laughs> Oh. Can't we all just become journalists? I thought that was. I the don't deal recommend here. that to anyone. <laughs> but there's money in newspapers, I've heard, or was it the opposite? Uh, it depends on what the recycling rates are at the moment. <laughs> how much money you can get out of a newspaper? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's episode thirteen. I know we're a little punchy, and it's been a while, but I did go back and review this episode, and uh, I assume most that we're going to talk about the season as a whole, and maybe where Matt, where Maddie goes from here. Yeah, I, you know, I think we can sum up the actual episode fairly quickly, and then let's take the veins that were, that have been left in the blood, and see where we predict they may go. All right, okay, okay. Uh, We start with the sarcophagus, uh, which we have really no idea what is all about. Um, We really realize in this whole episode that Matt needs to be Daredevil, and he loves Elektra. He doesn't. He likes Karen, and he loves her, but really, he loves being a superhero and just being what he would call himself, which is both sides of that equation. Mm-hmm. And it's a subtext that's been going through the whole season on these little tiny gems of exposition, which I will say, again... I don't want to kill my heroes, but I have to. This was Exhibition City in this in this. Oh episode. my god! Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to lay it all out there. But let's talk about Matt. You know, I like Matt. I'm rooting for Matt. I <sighs> Electra. Like I, do, I just don't think ultimately that I really bought having having spent a year you know in Matt's life with the uh, first season. With Electra dropping back in here, I never really bought that he was totally uh, converted to her. Uh, to, and, and so when he says, you know, he's going to go away from her and all that, it's just like, I never bought that relationship. I bought it as like, she's this bad ex-girlfriend that is going to ruin his life. But the, the, that he becomes sort of tempted by her, it never it never really worked for me. And as a result, you know, a lot of these scenes in the latter part of this season 
don't really work for me either. Um, It's not that the actress who plays Electra isn't good, because I think she's good, but I don't love that character, and I don't just, I don't believe for a second that the Matt Murdock we saw in the first season and even the beginning of the second season would be, would really be tempted by her at all. Well, I mean, the Matt that we know uh, really likes to make very bad decisions. That is true. Uh, That is true. You know, that is fitting in that sense. I guess I, I just it, it it was one of the problems with the way I, I just felt that the season as a whole and I mean I'll say I'll say that but I, I think it didn't really come together at the end and the Electra strand is one of the reasons why I know so in this episode you know they do their fighting she gets she gets uh, she gets killed right and that's a famous moment in comics Bullseye I think kills her in the comics here it's correct uh, yeah here it's the head ninja guy uh, which I think is also. Who- also, prob- who's a cipher? Yeah, that, well, isn't that right? I mean, that that's problematic, right? Bullseye it, is a flamboyant character who you love to hate, and he says dumb stuff, and he's got a he throws things and kills people, and he's an assassin. Um, and so it, there's that that in the comics, that's a way better death than here, where a Ninja with his face covered stabs her and she dies, and it's like plus I don't feel the attachment to her. I think that the show wants me to feel her. Well, it becomes fan service because we know she has to die and we've been, we, we open with, with the, the coffin. So we know somebody's going to die yeah. and it's black sky. And I still really don't know what black sky is. Nope. It's been, and I, you know, this show and another show called the flash have had a struggling second season and it hurts bad I know. and i don't want to crap all over it but it's hard not to when all of a sudden you know foggy calls matt hey the the police chief needs you cut to i'm there and it's like guys this is not what i signed on for this is poor filmmaking yeah yeah um I don't. I, I think there's. I think there's a lot to like in season two of Daredevil, but I think one. I think that season one spoiled us in the sense that Wilson Fisk, the performance by Vincent D'Onofrio, but also the fact that there was a real clear adversary and they were fighting over the soul of Hell's Kitchen. That made that that season so compelling. And here, yeah, you've got the, the black sky, so it's magic and ninjas and zombie ninjas, and it's all magical. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I, on one level, I, I guess you could say the stakes are higher because they may be trying to take over the world or something like that. But really, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like we know what the stakes of Daredevil are supposed to be. It's Matt against other people in a battle of wills to protect, protect his, his town, essentially. But we start, we started out the season, I think, going in the right direction. Yes. Because with the punish, with the Punisher, we had the whole, you know, old don't kill versus kill and, you know, the the, the ideology uh, arguments mm-hmm. and stuff. And that was brilliant. And then we had this sort of left turn into just constant ninja action. <laughs> and I, I mean, I like, I like the, uh, I like Electra. I like the character. And I like the fact, you know, when they brought back Fisk, um, uh, and there were so many good bits in the yes. season, but, uh, it just it doesn't seem to be the sum of its parts. 
Yeah, I feel like the- cohesiveness was not was not in the core competency of this season. Well, they realized that like the Punisher didn't couldn't carry the whole season, and that they didn't want the ninjas and Electra to carry the whole season, so they smushed them all together. I think they were right in thinking those couldn't really carry themselves. But the problem was that the Punisher stuff they executed so well. And Mose, we talked about it back at the beginning of this season that I was so down on the idea of bringing in the Punisher. In terms of the Punisher, was like the best thing in the se- second season because he was in opposition to daredevil yet they had similarities Matt had to question himself you know does he feel guilty about being it's, it's just so perfect right and then the last half of the season it's like well the punisher's in he's he's in a hospital and then he escapes he, or he's in jail and he escapes and then he's he's running around and and in this we get him to like he pops up in a couple of scenes here um but he's sort of like they don't know what to do with him he's just hanging around because he's supposed to be in the whole season and the the Electra and Ninja stuff comes to the fore, and uh, Electra actress, like James said, uh, I think she's good. Uh, I think that character is interesting. I think uh, the ninja fights were cool, but uh, I kind of can't get over the 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 magic ninja stuff as the as mm-hmm. the driving force of the back half of the season. Well, why not just explain some of it? You've got a guy on a table. They were getting ready to do an autopsy. Oh. Guess what? He's already been autopsied. Well, let's explain that a little bit. Let's just unpack that. You don't have to give me more ninjas. Explain to me the ninjas I got. Mm. I say that all the time. I mean, I mean the thing with the Punisher, you're saying that you know they, he couldn't uh, sustain an entire season. But be- now that they've announced that there's going to be a standalone Punisher series. So, you know, clearly they, they must have decided at some point while... Well, Either after the this had shown that the Punisher was was indeed the best bit. Well, yeah, they, I mean, I, I think I think that was perhaps in their mind all along was like, if this works out, we can we can spin the Punisher off. But you know, the Punisher and Daredevil, how, having them go back and forth. I, in fact, you could argue that you can't have the Punisher be the the uh, nemesis for the entire season if you're setting him up for his own show and to be truly an anti-hero and not just a villain because how do you have the climax of your season of Daredevil be Daredevil takes down the Punisher and still have the Punisher around as a viable character so instead they sort of like blunt him we, you know we see him and we get to a certain point with him and then he kind of just has to go off to his own adventures and and so you know arguably you could say that the viability of the Punisher as a spin-off character is one of the problems with the season is that he's too good to to spend at, like they did with the Kingpin in season one, um, uh, you know, and then there's ninjas, ninjas. I, I, I'm sorry to harp on the ninjas, but it's just like, I, the, like Mo said, like what? Give me a map here. Like they don't, their motivation doesn't seem super clear. It's all mystical. They're searching for this foretold leader who may be Electra because they killed the kid last year who was also the Black Sky, and they kill her and and put her in the coffin at the end, so they're going to resurrect her or whatever. Uh, you know, all that I guess is fine, except it doesn't feel like Daredevil to me. And and you don't get that that showdown that like. I, I gotta say, Will, Wilson Fisk and Daredevil in the alley at the end of season one. Exactly. It, it yep. is all the weight. You feel the weight of the previous 12 episodes. Like, and now we're going to settle this. And it was such a great moment that, that, that wrapped the whole season. And here, you know, it's some fights on the rooftop with more ninjas and the one ninja leader guy and Electra dies and all, but it just, it's what are they fighting for other than sort of like their own survival, I guess, but it just doesn't. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the problem. I think the core problem is that the hand 
the hands motivations are kind of hazy they're just kind of evil and magical and so i guess we're supposed to fight them but i didn't feel any of the the only personal thing that matt brings to it is they're trying to kill him and electra and and for me like that's not that's not enough and i would say we had yeah the 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 beginning of or the whole going up the tower which is you know very uh bruce lee going up the the different stages um that the the ninjas had nothing to do with that that whole exchange. It was so that Electra and Matt could talk in that room and and really tell each other what they were thinking and tell the audience their motivations. Which yeah, I mean when when they had that conversation, uh, you know, they they sort of block off the block off the little room that they're in, and they they and. He's like, you know, wherever you run, I'll run with you. You're the only one who gets me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they couldn't have said You're, she's about to die more obviously, I think, than that whole scene. Yeah, telegraphing and, and even telegraphing fan service. And this is where my favorite character, my favorite sub-character comes out, which is Melvin. And yeah. each, like this season... We get a reboot, retooling of the uniform, and then he busts out the billy club, which is the staple Daredevil weapon of choice. And I loved it, but you're waiting till now? It's like, come on, guys. But I mean, it it actually gave me a little bit more delight in this episode just because Melvin's cool. He's really a nice guy. It, It was also very handy that he had body armor that fitted Elektra as well, well just you know yeah. sitting around but i mean i liked we had we had like four scenes back to back so we had foggy getting his job interview we had karen uh working away uh in the newspaper then we had matt and electra visiting melvin and getting their new outfits and then frank goes back to his house and he makes his own outfit and it basically in gaming terms everybody just leveled up one scene <laughs> after another <laughs> That's exactly right. Everybody um, moved the puck up, and I and I like that. I mean that 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 was a nice a nice uh, little run of sequences. But but yeah, um, and we have the thing with like uh, so that they have the the hand has this plan to target everyone that Matt has saved in the previous uh, two se- seasons, and they somehow magically round everybody up including Karen oh. and we don't see a single bit of it yep. so we don't see her putting up any fight or anything she's just you know back to being a damsel in distress and and that kind of bothered me although you know as soon as she's in the bus she's starting to try and work things out and works out that this guy has the um the the tag on his ankle so that you know the police will know where they are but it was just a bit disappointing that I think that we just had that just cut. Yeah, that doesn't seem like real stakes. That seems like film school, first year mm-hmm. student stakes. We're going to get the hostages and they're going to be in a building and you, no one can get in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and again, look, I think this show does set piece as well. I think... uh uh, there's some of the things I'm going to remember from the season. Like I'm going to remember that fight th- through the hallways and into the elevator or down the steps and then the elevator and all of that. I'm going to remember that whole, th- that that's so spectacular. So many sp- other uh, great fights. 
I do wonder sometimes if they start to get so focused on the set pieces that they they lose the balance between the set pieces and the story, and the story starts to serve the set pieces. And I felt that in the latter half of the season, like with the ninjas, like, oh man, we got an army of ninjas. What can we do with them? And they plot out like, oh, we can have all this, and we can have the battle here, and we can have them do this, and won't that be cool? It's like, yeah, but why? Why is this all happening? And I also didn't get like the the final fight on the rooftop. It's like we've been told that there's just so many ninjas, and this is four, be about twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's it. It varies between twenty and four, <laughs> depending. Yes. Uh, well, there's that one dramatic shot where I fe- it feels like there's the main guy and he's got like four guys behind him, and you know, again, it's ninjas. They're really everywhere. There are a, th- a million of them. You can only see four because they choose to be seen. The rest of them are just uh, in, in the shadows. But uh, yeah, it's like yeah. But th- the advantage is you only need about twenty stunt people because right. as one gets killed, you just cycle them in right. at the other end of another the shot. one comes right out of the shadows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, the, anyway, that's one of my theories is that is that they they're so good with the action set pieces that they they maybe got a little carried away and maybe so excited with the fact of having ninjas. And as a comic book reader, I got to say too, ninjas is a cliche from the '80s. It was made a cliche by Daredevil. I mean, Daredevil used it and used it well, but it be, it, it got overused and became like the 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 subject of mockery from other comics and all of that. And and and, and so while ninjas can be fun, at the same time, I look at this and I feel like it's i get that the source material was really sort of like peak ninja and that you want to you want to <laughs> honor the source material but it's a 30 year old cliche now to me it doesn't play as oh yes now we're getting the real ninjas no it's more like oh yeah in the 80s they were really obsessed with ninjas and i guess this is a show that's taking a comic from the 80s so i guess we got to watch ninjas now it didn't didn't have i mean they did a good job with some of the fights, like I said, but I, I, I think maybe they're honoring the source material a little too much, too. And last I checked, Stick was tied to a chair, but when Nobu falls, you know, there's Stick to decapitate him. I don't know. I mean, so Madame Gao is in, is she in this episode or in the previous episode? Previous. She makes, previous she makes that appearance. And, and it, what, what Madame Gao uh, appearing reminded me was how much I liked uh, Madame Gao <laughs> and how she had a plan, right? She was she was a mysterious force from from Asia who had come to New York in order to gain power uh, over over uh, another uh, another bit of territory and was in direct opposition to Matt, but yet she had an interesting take and she was not uh, Fisk, and that was also interesting. Um, and, and compare her to the hand, which again, the hand, what is the hand really after is not, it's not the same. And, um, I, I don't need every season to be the same, but I was reminded with Madame Gao's appearance. It's like, oh yeah, she's a person who has very clear aims and is interesting. And we don't have to agree with all the stuff she does, but she's a very interesting character. And, and it was like, almost like, uh, an oasis in a desert of, of villain motivation where it's like, yeah, yeah, Madame Gao, she's not quite a villain, but she is a villain. And, and I miss that with, uh, with the, the hand. It's just not there. It's almost like they brought her in. For the singular reason that Nobu was not very interesting. Yeah. 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 But they, but they, they made him that way. I mean, yeah. you, you bring the guy back to life and it just, you know, and I'm all for doing the subtitles. That's fine. Yeah. But eventually this guy has to at least we have to be seen. We have to see some kind of motivation in him. 
other than this blind ambition to get something that we don't know anything about. For the prophecy. I know. Oh, boy, there it is. Yeah, right? Yeah. And and we still have the, the giant literal plot hole of the big hole down in the building, which, <laughs> you know, did they dig the the casket up from that, you know, 40 stories down thing? Or, you know, it would have been nice to have any reference to that ever again. I don't know. So where where does this where do, where do we go from here? I know that they're going to do the Defender show, and that's well, going to so be we, all of the that's going to be all of the characters. It's going to be Jessica Jones and and uh, Luke Cage and uh, Iron Fist and Daredevil. Um, and so and, what? Well, what order are we going to get them in? We're getting Luke Cage first, then we're getting in August, and then we're right? getting I think Iron Fist. Yep. Next. Presumably another Jessica Jones. I I assume so. Uh, um, although I don't that have- hasn't that hasn't been has been been fully stated yet, has it? No, they they've said that we're getting another Punisher or we're getting a Punisher spinoff, but I don't know if that's been dated. Um, right. So the question is when when does Defenders happen? And it sounds like it may be that Defenders happens before a third season of Daredevil or a. Uh, second season of jessica jones although i don't know that for sure it's this netflix uh marvel thing is a little bit a little bit mysterious well we're we're recording this before the uh san diego comic-con so presumably we might hear something uh in the next week or well couple of weeks whenever it is um but yeah, I mean, it could be that they're doing an Avengers of it, you know, and we'll we've had a, we'll have the uh, individual things, then we'll have the the team up, and then we'll have more of the individuals again. Right. So it's it's uh, yeah, I'm looking at a statement that uh, Netflix's Ted Sarandos made in January, where they said that the season two and three output of these shows will really be dependent on uh, the Defenders production schedule and and where it falls in the. And it sounds like they haven't announced it, right? What we know for sure is that they are making a Punisher series, and we know that Luke Cage is coming out this fall, and that Iron Fist is coming out next spring, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so presumably the Punisher would follow that, and then perhaps the Defenders follows that. Um, so it may be... Also, it sounds like maybe the, 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 the people who do Daredevil are going to be the primary showrunners on the Defenders. Um, although I think the writers of the other shows are going to be involved too, because I think I saw that the showrunner for Jessica Jones was probably going to be involved in the Defender series too. So I mean, I, th- oh. I think when they originally announced it, they were just going to do the four individual series and then do the Defenders. Yep. And we've already had the second um, Daredevil series because it was so popular. Right. So I think that they might just be pushing it around depending on uh, the popularity of the other shows. Yeah, this is the thing is they want to strike when the iron is hot, but they also have that they have that uh that challenge of how they how they get them all to to line up. Um yeah, so it's an interesting balance, right? It's like, well, Daredevil was successful, we'll order another season of Daredevil, but they weren't planning on doing that. Uh yeah, so now it's kind of up in the air. It's a little bit of a mystery. It would almost be nice if Defenders was essentially Daredevil season 3. If they just went ahead and said, you know, let's jockey this around slightly. I, I think that may be what's happening is that they they have the, they're tasking the Daredevil production team to plan the Defender show. I think that's what I read somewhere. And that that because they need they need somebody to get that off the ground and that it would happen after either Iron Fist or Punisher. It's unclear whether the Punisher stuff is going to happen in sequence 
or whether it's it, since it, Punisher was never part of the Defenders plan, such as there was, it's unclear if there was even a story, right? Or that they just mm. figured they'd that was because the, the initial plan was, I think, as simple as we will take four characters and then at, they will all meet in a culmination miniseries and then we're done. And then that's not happened because they've been pretty successful critically and in terms of Netflix's numbers. So, um, so that that that'll be the question. But it sounds like that might happen. That the Defenders is run by the the Daredevil showrunners. They'll have Daredevil in it, but they'll also have Jessica Jones. We we know that they they they're inhabiting the same world. I think I think having seen those two shows so far, we know Luke Cage is inhabiting the same world. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Iron Fist. So you know. It, it is clever in that way that they, they all are in New York in this one area. Um, and so it, it doesn't seem illogical in any way for them to have to face something so huge that they have to join forces and also to bounce those characters off against each other. Because I did, I did honestly yearn throughout season two of Daredevil for some scene where he runs into Luke Cage or Jessica Jones, because I want to see that. And it just, you know, they're holding us, you know, off from hmm. that. Like, wait, wait, not yet, not yet. Yeah, but I think if we're complaining that there was too much in this season already, um, oh, yeah. we shouldn't... Well, I could, they could I could lose some ninjas <laughs> and for a scene on a sidewalk where Matt bumps into Luke Cage and says, sorry, pardon me, hey, don't you run that bar that blew up? Yeah, yeah we're going to reopen. Uh, okay, see you later. <laughs> Just like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. That's a half day of so, work for Mike Coulter. I've got a question about Hogarth. Yeah. You know, she's put in here as a leap-off point for where Foggy is going to, I guess, end up in these next few series. I didn't finish Jessica Jones. Did she actually litigate um, super-powered people? Well, I mean, she was... uh, She uh, knew Jessica Jones and, you know, was an integral part of that series. So... You know, she she's entirely aware of all the 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 fact that there's powered people out there. Um, she sees a niche in the market. She wants to see where the puck is going. Yeah, I would say so. But I mean, I think it is also just from a story reason. It's a reason to get Foggy in the middle of whatever other series, like the Defenders or something, so he can be just a supporting character in that. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, by the way, I just found an article that claims that Kristen Ritter said that they're going to shoot Defenders and Season 2 of Jessica Jones back-to-back early next year. So that may be how that all works out. Uh, Yeah, Jerry Hogarth, you know, she ends up in some sort of legal problems in Jessica Jones, and she has some... a bunch of of difficult issues. But at the end of the day, she's still got her law firm. I don't think the plan is to have... Like it's not it's not like superhero law or anything like that, but uh, she's definitely signed up. She's going to be in uh, she's going to be in Iron Fist for sure. Carrie Ann Moss uh, w- was announced, and it's unclear whether she'll be in Luke Cage or not. But they they definitely like the idea of having her recur as a character, and like um like the Night Nurse uh, Rosario Dawson who is has recurred. It's like these are the characters that are kind of like the glue. That, that attach to the, the the all these combine all these things they attach them all together a little bit which i like i mean during foggy's job interview there was the line about people with complexities yes so, yes um yeah i think they're going to be i think they're going to be in the background uh, if not in the foreground of, of all these other shows that's fun 
I think that I think that works. I think I like how, although it's set in this Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's really in its own little space where the these shows bump into each other and all of that. And I think that's uh, I think that's fun. I think you know Daredevil set a tone with season one, and uh, and uh, yeah, I you know season two, like I said, I, I I'm a lot less uh, I'm a lot less enamored with it than I was with season one. But it, it hasn't killed my enthusiasm for these these series in general. I just think that they misstepped with the ninjas. So, you know, I'm looking forward to what they do next. I'm really looking forward to, to Luke Cage, because I thought Mike Coulter was fantastic in Jessica Jones. So I'm really lo- looking forward mm. to that one in the fall. And I'm trying to think what his main, like, adversaries were. Um... And Power Man and Iron Fist, right? And, and it's a question. And then they've got the Iron Fist series. So what do they use for Luke and what do they use for Danny? Um, yeah, is a is a real question too. Um, Cottonmouth, apparently. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else is going on. It's unclear. Boy, Cottonmouth, Diamondback. I don't know how you snake. Oh, it was all like the the reptile gang, S- snake, uh, snake themed mobsters. Yeah, how Maybe. do you do that in live action? Eesh. I don't know. I mean, I I think I think these Marvel shows are kind of okay with the idea that uh, a lot of stuff is just criminals, like they're just mobsters, and they don't even necessarily have powers or very many special powers, and that it's all you know the street level really does mean like they're more just crooks and thugs uh, than than anything else, and so they can that that has the advantage of having them kind of back off on the special effects and stuff. But I think these shows, as we've seen, are more effective when you have like one good actor who's playing their adversary um rather you know if we have a a thousand mobsters like a thousand ninjas it doesn't mean anything but if you can get uh you know somebody like the kingpin in there and i mean the kingpin might turn up in all these things as well because you know he's going to get out of prison and uh it's true that's a good that's a good call inevitable he's yeah i mean it is because he wants uh vanessa back so you've got to give him that and and start a controversy that way yeah but he is running out of money (laughs) he is i don't know i i i you know i vincent d'onofrio appearing was so great in season two of daredevil and yet there was also that moment of like Oh yeah, I miss him. Right? I mean, that's the down, yeah, the downside yeah. of bringing him back is that you remind you what you've lost there. So, um, but again, that that stuff was the the escape was great. His scene with Matt, uh, where they confront each other uh, in episode like twelve was really great. Uh, so a lot of great moments. I, I I actually I think that would be my final review of season two of Daredevil. Is the first half of the season is stronger than the second. But there are a lot of great moments throughout that are really memorable. It's just that the ninja uh, plot didn't work for me. But the, there are a lot of memorable moments in there. I don't regret watching the season. I think it looks great as a show. It's just that sort of part of my brain disconnected about seven episodes in because I just didn't care about... I didn't believe Matt's relationship with Electra really. And I did not care about the ninjas and their secret mystical plan. It just I just didn't care. And so I'll right. remember those. I'll remember those moments and not remember the story. I, I, I firmly b- agree that you just can't use ninjas as glue. Well, I guess, doesn't work. I guess you could. You could just mash them up because they're already dead anyway. So you just mash them up and make a glue out of them That's like a true. paste. But I wouldn't yes. recommend it. They're probably more effective as ninjas. Yeah, just on the subject of, of killing ninjas, 
Um, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> no, but uh, the, the final battle, um, Electra's running around killing quite a lot of them, and at no point has Matt is Matt saying, "Oh, remember that whole thing we talked about about the not killing and stuff." Uh, he seems to have given up on that completely. And then at the end, you know, if he's not intending to kill Nobu, he throws him off a building with his um, billy club in a way that would probably kill him if he mm-hmm. wasn't some immortal mystical ninja. Um, and didn't he say specifically he wanted to bring him to justice to show that he was just a guy? He yeah. said that specifically. Yeah. Uh, but in the heat of the battle, decided throw him off a building. That's the way to do it. Um, yeah, and I, the, the, I liked the scene with uh, you know where he, you know, he wakes up and he, he he stands up and it's like, oh, he's not dead, and then he is immediately killed. But that exact scene was in I think Agents of Shield as well. Um, so it was somewhat undercut. But you know the fact that they you know they had the Kurgan in this series. You know, chopping off the head is the way to deal with your immortals. I mean, it's it's just law. It's 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 superhero law. Yeah. Oh, and we had the um, so in the the had the scene of Frank torching his house, and the the one thing that he takes out of the house is the CD that he has stuffed behind. A, I I a wanted to bring it up. Yes, uh, labeled micro and uh. I gather his assistant in the comics and possible adversary later, Microchip, that that's probably a reference to that. So he'll have his own uh, Melvin, possibly in his series. That's kind of what I was thinking, that maybe this is the information of writing wrongs that he knew about, and this is like the motivation for his series. Yeah. Jason, would you watch a Punisher show? After uh, boy, if you had asked me that, you know, when the, when it was announced, I would have said no. I'm going to give that a give that a pass. Uh, but uh, or when it was announced that he was going to be in Daredevil, but yeah, I would with John Bernthal and knowing what we know, I, I I'm curious about how they how they work that. But that that character has been given enough complexity. And you know the last we see of him here is he finally sets fire to his family home and and takes a you know he takes a flash drive or whatever that's got secrets on it and he's off to the next thing but i I think having him be they they did the right thing with him he is a troubled antihero he's somebody who is doing bad things but for good reasons and I think that's interesting I think Bernthal is a really good actor who does a good job with a kid with this sort of like on The Walking Dead as somebody who is a real conflicted character somebody you kind of want to root for and yet also you um uh, don't trust or or, or know that they're going to mess it up and uh and i i thought he did a great job so yeah i i would uh definitely give a punisher series a try uh because of what i saw this season i'd certainly yeah, he I could th- actually yeah he could bring like a uh what would be like a taxi driver meets the punisher and having that de niro like <laughs> character who's troubled and you know he lives alone in in kind of a a very small place just well, listening to things going on and it's that internal conflict that he's got of uh you know he is a killing machine but he also is trying to do you know do good and 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 have justice but he's also kind of a broken man um 
it's an interesting set of circumstances if they do that and that's that's the way to do that show right the problem with the punisher was always people just thought punisher is awesome he just goes around killing people and he's got a skull on his on his shirt and it's great and no the great thing about the punisher is that he is a messed up guy who is not doing the right thing necessarily and is and and is not doing it for the right reasons and and that's really dramatic to have that internal conflict uh, inside him uh, it would be interesting what characters they put around him too i mean right because it's not just going to be a shot of him for 13 hours it's going to be how, what's the story and where is he and what's he doing is gonna that's how that's how you have to do that but uh i i'm much more up on it having seen how they did it in daredevil because they really nailed it well one thing that occurred to me was karen could end up in that series true because uh, she, she was a very good Ooh. file for him and uh, yeah, because you need to have some sympathetic people around him. Uh, otherwise, the show, as you say, is just sort of vigilante murder justice for 12 hours. <laughs> that uh, sounds like any uh, US television show. Well, but but yeah, putting Karen in that series would be interesting. Uh, and that, w- that would be a nice link back into this stuff. That would be fantastic, actually. Because that, you know, at the end of the show... You know, she's healing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I did think that that was pretty bad, him coming back to, like, kill three ninjas with his sniper rifle, and that's it. Um, you know, he was clearly there for the whole time. He could have intervened at any moment. But yeah. Yeah, there was a whole thing with snipers and why the uh, people couldn't come in. It was bizarro. I thought... Is it the Punisher that's doing that? No, I don't think so. I think that because they did say something about snipers, but all the people seem to be armed with bow and arrows. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would watch any, I think, of these Marvel Netflix series. I would give them certainly a go because they're, you know, we, we complain, we're complaining a lot about this series and we sound like we've been really down on it. but. You know, it's still, we're down on it because of the high quality of the previous uh, season. And all the other stuff, all the bits of this were really good and much better than many of the TV shows out there. So, you know, I'm I'm reasonably uh, confident that they could pull off a Punisher series and I think all the other ones. And I like like to see what they're going to do. You know, the one thing... Jason, you had brought this up on TV Talk Machine. I just wish they would release episodes kind of more like maybe in threes or just give us a little more time and delay, not give us a whole season drop. But that, you know, they're not going to do that. I know that. Yeah, I, I, uh, this is our challenge, right? We're here talking about uh, a show that dropped a long time ago and you know, it's a lot harder to do these things like this and talk about episode 13 of Daredevil season two when it drops in a lump because you could watch it all one day and then talk about it. But then when are people going to finish it? Are they going to finish it that day? They're going to finish it two weeks later. Are they going to finish it 13 weeks later? We just don't know. So it's, it's not, I'm, I, I get why Netflix does it. I think it works for them. Um, it doesn't really work for me because, and I think it doesn't work for a lot of fans. People do enjoy the binge, but I think it kills the conversation. Um, and I worry that at some point what we're going to get is Netflix shows that really start with a bang because they want everybody really excited because that builds the buzz. But then they 
they tail off and aren't as good at the end. And that actually happened with Daredevil season two. I don't think for any reason other than, you know, the story problems that they had. But if you would ask somebody about Daredevil season two on the day that it dropped, they might have watched the first two, three, four episodes and said, yeah, it's great. And, uh, and that I guess that works for Netflix, but that that's the danger is that they the, some of these shows might end up being unfulfilling as you're watching through them. Indeed. Gentlemen, I don't know if we have any more to cover. We have I mean, we we have said that there are some issues with this one, but on a whole, it stands. And it's it's got great moments. Well, I mean, I think the 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 only thing we've got is we have the two things uh, from the the very end of the show. So we have the Matt admitting to Karen that he's Daredevil, which is obviously a big moment. And, you know, that's probably going to come back to bite him in the future. Uh, uh, and then we have the thing with uh, Electra's empty grave. And then we see her body in the magic ninja sarcophagus. Uh, which is clearly going to bring her back to life, even though nobody's actually said that explicitly. I think it's pretty obvious that's what it's for. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have uh, the complexity of Karen and Matt in whatever series to come. And Electra is going to be around as well. And whether she's going to become the big bad of like the Defenders, maybe. Uh, you know, if she's resurrected and turned into the, uh, the evil, whatever. It's a possibility. It's very possible. I, I have uh, no desire to see a story arc about, I, I really don't, about a resurrected zombie Electra and the hand doing more stupid hand machinations. I'm really kind of done with them. I think they're stupid. I never want to see them again. Well, we, we should probably get these notes in early. Because they probably haven't filmed it yet. Um, <laughs> like, guys, just don't I just, do it's it. A, it's a mistake. Yeah. It's it's no, a mistake. It, it'll just be like we'll get halfway through defenders, and then it'll just be ninjas again for the <laughs> second half. Well, you need more heroes. Matt's like these are too many ninjas. I need help. Let's call the defenders. What are they defending against? Ninjas. That's it. <laughs> Turns out. Yeah. Let's just let you just end it now, and maybe even don't even bring Electra <laughs> back to life for until season four. Yeah, that's it. Let's put it off a little bit. Yeah, that's our golf because it takes a while. That's old tech. Yeah. All right, gents. I think we've rewound, unwound, and wrapped this whole season up in a pretty bow with a little bit of blood on it. I think so. Yeah, the red, it's not a red bow. It's a white bow, but it's stained in blood. (laughs) Well, James Thompson, Jason Snell, thank you so much for helping me with this labor of love and moving forward through the Marvel Universe. Well, close us out, Josie. We're done here. (laughs) Pours gasoline on family home. Ignites. Walks away. (laughs) 